You've got a passion for the outdoors, a desire to feel the warm sun on your face, the sound of your fly line whipping through the air, the pop of the water as the fish inhales the fly you just found in the floorboard of your truck. You need to feel the cool waters on your feet, the crisp north breeze of a November morning, the sound of a turkey gobble, the December rut, the chills of an elk bugle in September. It's the longing passion to chase your obsession. This is what we share. This is what we preach. Welcome to Honey Hole Hangout. Welcome, boys. We got a good show for y'all today. What are we talking about? We are just what's been going on. It's been a busy week. We got a lot to talk about. <laughs> there <laughs> has been a lot of stuff going on. Well, yes. our interview is going to come later. It's yeah. with Russell Houston. Right? I was yeah. going to say H. Cover Russell ourself. H. Cover ourselves. Because <laughs> I think I may have mis- made a mispronounce. I can't and even apologies, talk. Russell. We've been <laughs> oh, drinking already. Gosh. We've already been drinking. We've already been drinking. It so. was Houston, right? It was Houston with a D. Houston. 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 Yeah. yeah, that's what I said at the beginning, right? No, Houston. Didn't. I don't know what you said. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't Sorry, know. Russell. <laughs> well, anyway, it's, 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 it's a great interview. So stick around for that. Right now, we got a lot of life to talk about. Yeah. We're sharing our life with you guys. That's right. But first, we are going to talk about what we're drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Summer of mixing. Summer mixing. Oh, man. The second one I've had is really kicking in now. I know. What was, what was your, uh, your slogan there? What? For yeah. bartending? Two ounces. <laughs> no, if, it's, it's, if it's a mixed drink, it's, it's got to have two, two shots. <laughs> Yeah, Landon made, at least two ounces. Landon made the first one, it was, and it was, light, it was light, which is fine. I'm glad it was. It would have been. It was the it equivalent came, of one drink. If it came to me at Chili's, I'd send it back. Yeah. I'd, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second one, we made up for it, and it is finally kicking in. It hey, is. I did put a lot of work into these drinks, though. Yeah, you made homemade limeade. I made homemade limeade. And dude, it the limeade hand. is top notch. It's Thank so you. good. I appreciate that, because I even like... Put put it on the oven and like I didn't just like throw it all into a tub and mix it where the sugar doesn't dissolve. Like I dissolve the sugar no, in I, the water on the stove. I appreciate that. It tastes. Yeah. It, I taste the love. It t- yeah. yeah I, it it tasted like someone's been working on. However, it you could you could be telling me this and it could have just come out that little frozen can thing that you knock a couple times. We'll never know. You'll never, we'll know. never know. I would hope that you guys would be able to tell the difference. Do you remember those? Yeah, they still have them. Still yeah. use them. I know they're great. They're fantastic. Do you remember those? Do you yeah. Ever use them? Yeah, yeah you little pop line made one. Exactly. Your and mom, then the orange juice one. Oh, man, the orange juice one was the greatest. Yeah. Your mom would call you and be like, hey, did you make the juice yet? And I'd be like, yeah, it's in the fridge. And then you hear the garage doors, and then you start running to the fridge. <laughs> what? to, <laughs> what's, going, what's going on? You know, like your mom would call you and be like, hey, did you make the juice for dinner oh, yet? Yeah. You know, and you'd be like, Listen, yeah. Listen, woman, did you make it? Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, it's in the fridge. <laughs> and you hadn't done it. You know, and then you're sitting there playing video games, and all of a sudden, oh, you hadn't made it. That's yeah, what this. You, you haven't made it. So you you're lied running to your mother. You're running right. outside. I was like, Shannon, why are you running outside? Shannon <laughs> called me up, four twenty. I'm home from school. She's like, did you make the drink yet? I'm like, like right. you got it. Hell now yes. I understand. I'm the drink man. I was like, why is he walking outside? No, no, no. no. sorry. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like two shots. Two shots are <laughs> in it. Summer mixing. Summer mom. of mixing, mom. <laughs> no, and then you hear the garage door go up, and you're like, shit. I did not do it. <laughs> and so you run as fast as you can to hope that that sugar dissolves by the time she opens the car door and walks the front door. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. I didn't have to deal with it. Yeah, it was tough. I got my orange juice and my, my uh, Tostino's pizza rolls. That's my <laughs> summertime snack. 
Oh, ooh, summertime snack is mm-hmm. yeah. legit. I also did that with the frozen chicken. You know, you come home from school and she'd be like, take the chicken out. We're having that for dinner. Okay. I had to do that one. I yeah, know yeah. that one. And then you forget like, about oh, it. Shit, and then in the you microwave. The, yeah. But you, <laughs> 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 you run the hot water yeah. over. And now, <laughs> you know, now you know, actually, that's like the worst, the worst thing, thing you can you do. do. Yeah, because right. you yeah. just breed bacteria. <laughs> yeah. But it makes us stronger. <laughs> so, so summer, summer mixing. Two. Two ounce minimum. Did per we even drink. say what we're drinking? What are we drinking, Landon? We're drinking. There's probably another name for this drink, but I'm gonna go with the Belize name that we came up on the Belize trip. The stiletto. A stiletto. A stiletto. I think there's actually a drink called the stiletto. If there is, this we'll just call this Landon's stiletto. <laughs> okay. No, nope, it's not coming in uh, Google. Yeah. Landon's stiletto. No, no don't see it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. there's definitely a drink called the stiletto. Is there? And it is not this. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Ooh, but this sounds good. It is bourbon. Oh, it's a bourbon drink. Yeah, it's bourbon, amaretto, lemon juice, and cherries. That sounds good. That's actually very close to what we were calling the catwalk when we were in Belize. Yeah, actually. Yeah, so because instead of the amaretto, you guys would just put, like, grenadine. But you could actually add more alcohol. Hey, and guess what? You want to know how many ounces of alcohol in this drink? Two. Two. One mm-hmm. half bourbon, yep. you half know funny? You know what they're calling your drink, Landon, on Google? What? Uh, they're just calling it rum limeade. <laughs> 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 well, we're having a rum limeade, boys. Well, we, we can start like Landon's pocket or something. Yeah. Something real weird. Well, you know, I, I found a book. It's it's a night from 1968 or 1970 from Half Price Books. It is. Wait, a, why did you skip 1969? <laughs> Oh, it's a, it's a, sorry. It's a, in there. There's a small gap. I don't know if they made one, um, but it's it's the Playboy entertaining book, and it, the book itself is a proper book, and more than half of the pages. Wait. Yeah, it's it's a book about entertainment, about entertaining guests. So it at has the Playboy Mansion. Not the at, yeah <laughs> yeah. It's just one of the books that they did back then that said, "Hey, you're gonna entertain. This is the book you want. I'll bring it the next podcast." It is oh. it is awesome. It has a bunch of recipes and it has a ton of drink recipes just based on the drink that you want to serve. Gotcha. It is, and then weird names on stuff. Just like hey, if you have two two you know bits of this, two bits of that, it's this name. And two, it's really cool. It, it's awesome. Old. We can call this Linda's Limeade. Linda's Limeade. Yeah. Like, I feel like a Linda would drink this. A Karen Or how cocktail. about Landon's Limeade? A Karen cocktail. Landon's Limeade. Landon's Limeade. Landon's Limeade. I like it. So, Not I, ma- I made homemade Limeade and two ounces of rum. Belizean rum. At first it was one ounce. At first it was one That's ounce. That's probably why you can't taste anything. It's Belizean rum. Where'd you right. get this? It's probably just all water. Did you get it from someone on the side of the road? Maybe. It's just a spittoon. <laughs> I won't say where I got it. <laughs> it's motor oil. It's sugar. It, it, tastes, it tastes good. It tastes like Maybe rum. that's the issue. It tastes it's, like rum and lime. We're, we're saying <laughs> we, it, it's two, two, uh, two deals. Maybe it's just kicking in. We can't, can't taste that, that alcohol. I can taste the rum in it. You I guys not the tasting the rum? No, I can't. I did in the first one. I can't now. Those are the ones that are dangerous, though, Zach. The ones where you can't taste them, so you're just putting limeades back. Oh yeah, the other one I could like yeah. slam. This one I, I and I think that's why it's two ounce minimum, so you can taste it, and it's still good, but mm-hmm. it's not enough for you to be like slam, slam. Yeah, you know. I will say, uh, speaking of rum products, that uh, beef jerky we had last week, 
That's all I was thinking about. It was good. Oh, we, we didn't can. do the hot, the hot one. Thank yet. God we didn't. I'm still no, scared to do we it. We have it here, and I feel like we gotta, we gotta prep for it. We have that baby wipes for the hiney. Yeah. We gotta have milk. Yeah. And we gotta have ice cream. We gotta take care of ourselves right. if we're gonna do the hottest beef jerky. Okay. Yeah. Like someone will have to feed me because I don't want to get my hands dirty and touch something. I'm not. Landon has to. some rubber gloves. We can all get in here and you know dip each other. Yeah. I got rubber <laughs> gloves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But what do you guys? So what do you guys think about Landon's limeade? I think Landon's limeade tastes like rum and limeade. <laughs> <laughs> but is it a good mix? It's good. I mean, you can't yeah, go wrong. It's a good, it's a good mix. It's it 102 is. degrees outside. This is great. Would you go with this, or would you go with like a Moscow Mule, or would you go with like the uh, no? Because the mint julep. I'm you know? a sucker for like the limey type tang that mm. this has. Because I love. Uh, so this or mojito? Huh? This, this or, or a mojito? Or a uh, or a whiskey sour? Ooh, whiskey See, sour. this tastes close to whiskey, whiskey sour. That's it why does. I'm like, this is nice. I like it. It is good. Moscow Mule was good, too. They're yeah, and different. I like whiskeys because I did whiskey smashers, but that was with the oranges. But any, like, yeah. limes are my favorite out of, like, the limes, lemons, oranges. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm going to lean more towards a lime drink. This is a good drink. It's a good drink, but I, I, would, I know why he likes it. It's because it's that, it's it's, good. It's that story. It's that simple. Got. Well, that, yeah. It's... Yeah, exactly. Now you know about the catwalk, which is yeah. this is not the catwalk. This is Landon's limeade, you know. Yeah, but it's an inside thing. If you guys were there, you would know. Exactly. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You know, but I feel like if you put this in like a sprite can and it's like we're like, hey, you guys want some of my special juice? You know. <laughs> what like, are you talking about? <laughs> you just want some of my special juice? Yeah, that don't end up in the Guys, ER I on think, that one. I think we no. we screwed we screwed up with doing a second podcast. Hey guys, I got a bottle of water. <laughs> well, you know, like like Michael Jordan special sauce, like from Space Jam. You know, like if, I feel like this is a drink or Michael Jackson's. Yeah, like this is the drink that doesn't Butters. live in its original receptacle. You know, like somebody pre makes this. Puts it in a can and comes up to you. And he's like, "Hey, he wants some of my special stuff." And we're like, "Okay." I think sure. it's the fact that you're doing this hand gesture, shaking it, <laughs> and going like, "You guys want some of this?" That's uh, where I'm losing you. Oh my god! Was <laughs> special stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Oh my goodness. Uh, we uh, <laughs> guys, we made a fatal error we in the order with our podcast. We had one shot. We had half of a drink earlier. Maybe two shots is too much, Zach. No, two shots is the right amount. <laughs> I think two shots is. The the right amount for the first one, not the second. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, what do we got? Oh. So, Zach, you have uh, big news to share with everybody. Share with the world. What? I'd <laughs> be no. like, I helped all day on yes. freaking Sunday. No, you better we did. Know. We Kendall and I moved into our first home. So yeah, we uh, we were fortunate enough to buy a home and. Yeah. We moved in. Landon came over and helped a ton on Sunday, and honestly, we couldn't I'm do it. sorry I couldn't make it. I'm no, sorry. No, dude, moving is that thing. I hate asking for people, but I was in a situation where I needed help, <clears throat> and so I was like, hey, if you guys can make it, awesome. Um, Thankfully, your furniture, for the most part, is Ikea, so it's very light. It is very light. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, except for the piano. And oh, the, the piano sucked. The piano wasn't that bad. It was the... The logistics of fitting it into it was the, the logistics car. of getting yeah. in the vehicle because it needed to be stored safely. Yes, 
And it was also getting it down the stairs initially because it's such an awkward, heavy carry. It's, it was the heaviest thing we carried. Yeah. Like out of couches and dressers, the piano. That's a keyboard. It's not even like a baby grand or something. Oh, it's just a Oh, my goodness. But it's okay. like, it is like a weighted key keyboard, Ugh. like very nice. And so it was just like, it's heavy and it's awkward yeah. and has to go in the car a certain way. Um, but Landon came over and helped me. Um, move in. He also got to experience moving in with my dad, and as he said, it was just my dad that wanted to teach me a lot of life lessons uh, about about home ownership. In those, yeah. uh, it was fantastic. Those hours watch. where it was like you know a lot of hey you should do this and do this, and everyone just sat around and watched me do it. <laughs> so, but we got it done. We got it moved, and I did learn some life lessons. You know, so maybe that's what it's all yeah. about. Yeah, learning how to. I should. I should have. I should have. Uh... Your dad was like, hey, can you uh, do this program, garage remote? Program the garage, garage remote. He's like, I don't think I can figure this out. Like two seconds later, I had a program. Yeah. I think it blew him away. Yeah. Made me feel good. Good. He does make you feel good when you like when you finally accomplish something. <laughs> he's like, I'm so he proud He wasn't of you. cursing <laughs> me out like he was cursing you out. No, I know. It's part of the game. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's his love-hate relationship. <laughs> and this is why I will gladly pay <laughs> whatever cost to get them to just do it for me. Well, the thing is, too, he has a torn tricep. And so he's like, you know, I, and he didn't act like it. You know, he's out there. and He was working. I know. Being a man. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he would tell you. So. Yeah. Oh, did you move with a torn tricep? What's your problem? <laughs> exactly. And then we were we were talking about lunch because we we're all starving after moving all this stuff. And he's like, "I'm just drinking beer." And we're like, "Yeah." Yeah. I, I heard it went to the garage and took a shot. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, all right." Take the edge off. We did have we did have Jersey Mike's for lunch, which was oh, oh Jersey Mike's so, so good, good. Yeah. busting your ass. Wait, oh, yeah. Tr- yeah, try moving all morning and then eating Jersey Mike's. Wow. Yeah, it did. It tasted wow. great. It wasn't so. even like the sandwich of preference, but it was still. Chef's ah. No, but like a turkey sandwich from Jersey Mike's, yeah. Mike's way, you can't go wrong. You know, so good. Thirteen. And Mike's your way, house no is O's. your house is gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah, I I love my new house. It is awesome. The layout is perfect, and it just I don't know. So as our resident, uh, uh, you know, monster person, did you ask them if there were any ghosts? Isn't it like a Texas code that you have to? If you ask, they have to tell you if it's haunted. No, however, Uh-oh. I'm pretty oh. sure Dracula lives close because I was walking Dapple yesterday, last night, and a bat flew up my head, and I didn't have any socks. Uh. So, <laughs> um, but at least now I know. I Carry can go, on with you. I can, exactly. I'm going to go home, put a little bar of soap and a sock, toss in the air, see what happens, you know. Nice. Slice of garlic. Get crazy with some bats. So, would you like to, we should talk about our future podcast studio. Yes, the house is cool. If your wife's on board, because that's one thing that. You know, I know you'll have to talk get the clearance for get the clearance for. But yeah, I don't know. I'm already making plans in my mind about. I don't know what new podcast what, the, what the space is going to look like, but it would be cool if it could actually make it to a podcast studio. But essentially, my home is really nice. It came with two sheds in the back um, and a huge garage and a huge and a, and a decked attic where you can put crap in the attic. Yes, yeah, and so, um, but one shed is like your normal shed size for like tools, uh, lawnmower, and stuff. But then one is like a freaking cabin size. Yeah. yeah. It is awesome. And um, it has electricity. It has full electricity, 220 lights. lights in it. Uh, it has a couple windows. So you could put a window unit in it really easily. Um, it does need a fresh coat of paint, new floor. And uh, if we really wanted to, we could put some insulation and drywall it. Um, but it is a cool little shed. 
And I'm just happy. It's like I keep seeing all these things. I'm like, oh, this thing has so much potential. Okay. Like, there's a million things I can do with it. Um, I do want to turn part of it into a climbing wall. That would be sick. But even just one wall. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, tons of room. I know. You could do like, multi, it could be a podcast studio, climbing wall, tying room. Yeah. Honestly, it, there's so if much If you room. get an AC in there because it's freaking hot. hot. And it, it would be hot five months out of the year, you know. Um, but it's just really nice. It's cool. Um, oh, there is a red-tailed hawk that lives on the street. And like I was talking with my neighbors, and they were like, the hawk hasn't attacked anybody in about five years. He was like, I came Wait out. He was like, I came out a few years ago, and he was like, and it tapped me. He was like, you know, I was fine though. I put a little, put a little alcohol in my head, and I'm okay now. So you know, I didn't have to get. We we, we have a red tail hawk in our neighborhood too. Really? Yeah. It's crazy how like they're like territorial. But yeah. I went out to my uh, my office this morning, and he was just like sitting on the tree right there, and he saw me, kind of flipped his feathers, and then flew off, flew away. Um, he flipped you the bird. And then flew away? He did. And he was like, I'm coming for your wiener dog. And I was like, oh, <laughs> honey, watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, yep. you, have you guys seen those coyote vests? Yeah. They're like crazy, like mohawk vests you put on your dog so hawks can't get them. Hmm. And coyotes. But, but right um, now you're worried about a hawk. Yeah. So I got to take care of the bats, take care of the hawk. That way Dapple doesn't get taken in by either of them. Yeah, so let's see. You've been moving all weekend. What did I do this weekend? I, like, other than helping you move, I had a chill weekend. Uh, on Saturday, just hung out with the wife and, like, recovered. Because I went to Belize and then came back and immediately, like, threw myself back into work. So, like, finished unpacking, cleaned up the house. We watched Stranger Things, you know, just, like, a nice chill day. We went to improv the night before. Um, and uh, then helped Zach move on Sunday. And then on Monday, 4th of July, went to go see the best American movie to see in theaters right now, Top Gun, again. And this was your third this time? This was my third time, and probably my last to see it in the theater. But that movie is just ah, ah, so, <laughs> so good and fun. And even though I know what's going to happen, my heart was yeah, still, still racing up. and like That's still good. excited. So uh, I had a great weekend, nice relaxing weekend, other than helping Zach move. Um, but that was still fun because I got to hang out with Zach all day. And Zach's dad. And I got to watch Zach's parents. My divorced parents Zach. and my stepdad? Yes. Yeah, everybody. And it was one big family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, my yeah. dad. And my dad's a hoot. He's probably like the funniest guy I know. He's fun. Yeah, he is fun. He is he's very he's, funny. He is hilarious to me because he's not my dad. Yeah. But that's what everybody's dad is to them. Yeah, because everyone know? loves my dad. Yeah, your dad's great. And I love my dad, too. But there's a little bit of a different relationship there because is. we're father-son. <laughs> exactly. Like, for you, it's like, hey, you know, if I was his kid, it'd be different. But as the outsider who's just witnessing <laughs> it, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gabe, you went fishing. Yeah, I went. Um, Are you going to, like, say the place so you get beeped again this week? or I'm going to say the place, and I hope it gets beeped. But I Euro-nymphed Landa Park. On Saturday, no, sorry, wait, no, let's go back. Wait, wait so Saturday, I'm sorry. This is a Saturday. This is a fly fishing podcast, Gabe. I'm sorry, we're gonna have to move on from this this topic. I use a fly rod with a fly reel <laughs> and fly leader. That's how they. That's okay. it. And fly fly backing, <laughs> but no fly line. Um, no, okay. So Saturday, I went to my buddy's place where I took y'all, uh, and 
and the water was really down. It was pretty, it was down really good. A lot of the areas that, you know, kind of came up to our waist was now at your knees. Um, and this was what, two weeks ago removed from when I went with, uh, with Zach, uh, Harris. And I thought with the rain would get a little bit of stuff, but it wasn't, it wasn't where it needed to be. So stayed out there for maybe an hour and a half enough to be like, yeah, this isn't good. And, uh, and then went, uh, went back to the house, uh, took the kid out swimming, did all that. And then Sunday we went to, uh, Seguin, dropped the girls off and I, uh, I went to our super secret again. You can bleep this out again. Land a park and your own nymphs. That area for bass and bluegill. And that spot's got some really nice bass. Big bass, clear water. They had water there. It was great. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good weekend overall. Cooked uh cooked both days and uh and just you know, did a lot. Just t- today was rough, you know, working. Cause you're just sitting there, you're just like, oh, oh man. You know, but luckily, hey, tomorrow's Wednesday, you know, and we're halfway done with the week. So, see you another weekend. What day is it? Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Enjoying his summer break. But, no, it was it was, uh, it was was good. The weather was hot. But, um, yeah, just, man, just wishing for more. I, I'm concerned that the rain we do need because of how dry we are is just going to contribute to the flooding. Oh, you no, think? just heavy yeah. flooding. Feel like come August we're gonna get a big storm. We're gonna get some maybe a tropical depression, yeah. and we're gonna be flooding everywhere again. It just it breaks my heart because like I just want to go fishing times, and like yeah. right now it just it doesn't seem like it's worth the effort of driving the hour out there to see. Yeah. I think we just need to start reaching out to folks, especially I think I think Austin area, maybe even the Pertinalis. Um Other than that, I, I don't know what any other areas might. Half water Why doing well, yeah. I know it's <clears throat> you know, we always joke that like here we never have an off season when it's like in the winter, you know, December, January. We can go fish, we can fish for bass most days, but for us, it's really like this time of year, July, early August, where it's like it's it's you, it's almost I want to say impossible, but it's tough to fish this time. This, I mean, look, the last two years weren't issues during this time, but when we've had how it last 40 days yeah. more than 80 percent have been in the hundreds yeah this is our fly tying season boys yeah i know but it shouldn't be no this should be the time of our life season yeah it should be getting you know getting tan and and all of that and and out there fishing but man it's just it's just really tough right now makes you want to cry yeah exactly or drive somewhere well i mean i was thinking about that too like would it be worth the drive to go up to um New Mexico. Ooh. Okay. Well, I wasn't saying that far away, but I'm thinking that might be that might be it. Uh, but Brushy Creek. I mean, or just you know, again, just that that area. I got a great Walmart parking lot. We can spend the night in. <laughs> Me too. Uh, it holds pee really well. Yeah. What, nice. what was that? I'm blanking on the name of that town. Uh, Farmington, Durango. What? No, it's north of Santa Fe. North of Santa Fe. North of an E, I think. Escadillo or something like that. Yeah, but I was telling uh, that story to some people in Belize, and they're like, "Y'all spent the night in really? that town." Oh man, yes, yeah, and, in the Walmart parking lot. And, and they were like, "I'm surprised y'all are alive." I'm like, "That's what everyone else has been I saying." Oh, <laughs> and we didn't think anything of it. We just slept yeah. upright. <laughs> Actually, you know, now that we're thinking about that, another place that's dangerous and probably would be worth the drive 
would be to go fly fish uh, Del Rio and go to Amistad and go after some big bass. Oh, big area. You have to get a boat. No. What? Yeah, there's, there's the, that whole park doesn't have technically a, a drive in area. Oh. It's, you can just park and walk in. Now, I'm not saying you're going to run into two legged coyotes or meth dealers, but. I mean, I've had some sketchy. My first job out of out of college was as a hospital supply rep, and I had I had that territory down there, and that's where I really cut my teeth fly fishing. I got my first rod, and that's where I was going. I go and visit that account, and then get done at five and go straight out to I think it's like Blackbrush or four fifty four. There's a there's a, a driving area there, and I remember one of the first times out there catching fish, having fun, big. Big bass, seeing big bass, you know, crew, seeing big uh, goldfish out there as well, just, you know, super bright gold. But walking to the car and going like, well, why is the, why is the ground moving? And taking my flip phone at that time, flipping, you know, open my flip phone, turn on the light, tarantulas all the way, 100-yard yeah. high step to the car. I was like, never again am I staying out that ever that late ever again. Because the tarantulas and the millipedes are out there are ridiculous. Uh, and you shine your light and you see all the glistening Dude, eyes. Dude, it was yeah. just like, I was like, why is it? Because it's, uh, a lot of the area is like, um, you know, like dirt path. You uh-huh. know, so it's like rocks. So it's, it, you know, it's, as, it, as it's coming dusk, you, you can see the white spots or the, you can see the grass spots. Mm-hmm. And so when you're looking down, you thought it was a grass spot. And you're like, that, that thing just moved. You know, and you've got tarantulas the size of your fist yeah. all, like, moving, and it's like, holy hell. But, yeah, I, that's a cool place. Oh, yeah. There's some big bass in there. And the big bass where you just need to trek in a little bit because uh, there's no fences or anything. Park the car and, you know, pray you don't get stabbed. But might be a good trip. So I turned you guys on to a new uh, hit TV show. Yes, you did. Ooh. Snowflake Mountain. Snowflake Mountain. Netflix original. Now, I'm not a fan of the name. Yeah, that's fair. You know. It's fair, but I don't, what else would you call it? I don't know. I don't know what you would call it. But I feel like snowflake is just such a weird word. You know, cupcake camp, because that's what it feels cupcake like. Cupcake camp. Oh, cupcake <laughs> camp. <laughs> would have been a better name. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Cupcake camp. Because they're not even on a mountain. Landon, what's the, what's the premise? Okay, so... I was scrolling through Netflix after we watched Stranger Things, and me and McKenna were like, what are we going to watch next? And we come across this preview. It's like Netflix Top 10, and it's called Snowflake Mountain. And then first thing I see, it's a reality TV show, and I'm like, ugh. But we watched through the preview, and here's the premise. There are 10 uh, young adults who have been babied by their parents basically their entire life, and now their parents are getting fed up with their crap and decide to send them to Snowflake Mountain. The kids are told that they're being sent to a five-star resort because they're Instagram influencers. Oh, don't say kids. These these these, these young, adults. young adults are in their y- 20s. Yeah, young adults. Oh, they're like, so I think the youngest was 19, and then she turns 20 on like the third day. Yeah. And everybody else is between 20 and I think 27. Yeah. yeah. They're our age. And they're living with their parents, and they don't do anything. Their parents cook, clean, do everything for them. They're all wearing Gucci. They're all on social media doing their little TikTok dances. TikTok dances and all that. So their parents are like, you know what? I should be an empty nester by now. I need to find a way to kick you out of the house. So they decide to send them to Snowflake Mountain, a.k.a. Cupcake 
cupcake camp. <laughs> they get told that they are being sent to a five-star resort for a reality TV show. In reality, they are being sent to a very nice outdoor camp. It's like glamping. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. It is definitely glamping. I would love to stay there. I would have paid good money to to stay stay there. there. Yeah. I would have paid to stay there. Yeah. Um, But they're basically, like, dropped off in these, like, they're tents, but they're nice tents. They have, like, an outdoor cooking area, and they're pooping into a trash can. Um, (laughs) But they all... From a outhouse, though. From an outhouse. It's not like they're just, like, grabbing a trash can and hunching over. Yeah, but if you saw the way that they reacted to that... Oh, yeah, you would have thought it was uh, Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it was like the best case scenario. Yeah. I just poop in Anybody that's listening to this podcast would have loved to be at this place. Oh, yeah. But for these people who have never seen grass and... Or dirt. Or dirt and don't do anything and are all wearing Gucci and... Flip-flops and... Yeah. All, kind, all kinds of everything, they get dropped off there. And, of course, it's reality TV, so their world comes to an end. They've been tricked. They've been scammed. And they're and actually now, crying. Yeah, they're actually crying. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it's and when they get off the truck and they get dropped off, they're like, don't step in the dirt because I'll get my white shoes dirty. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, I my wish you had gosh. sound bites. There's so, yeah. there's so many good oh. sound bites. And they're like, there's, you kind of you hate all of them at first. I know, but it's just like, yeah, I hated all of them so bad. I was like, are these people real? And the and sad the thing, thing is, you the don't sad- think they're real. Okay, well, go, okay, go go to the part where they're they're walking and they see their luggage. Oh yeah, go to that. What do you mean where they're walking? And they see. The, go ahead, Gabe. So they they're walking. The, the part of the first place is they have to walk through some area to get to the two hosts. The two hosts have all of their belongings on a wagon, stacked up, and then what do they do? Set it on fire. They set it on fire. That's where I was like. Ah, this is a lot of it's going to be scripted. That's where I kind of lost it. Because it's like none of them are mad. Because they still didn't know that they were going to be given money. Right? They didn't have the idea of the premise. Apparently not. Apparently not, right? And it is weird that did did one or two leave before they said, oh, well, there's 10 of you, and now you're going to have $50,000. Let's let's set y'all's expectations straight. (laughs) Imagine watching The Bachelor... But it's themed around yeah. people that have never been outside. Yeah. That's fair. Like, it's it's very much like, I, I read an article, because Gabe was like, this can't be real. So I found an article, and like, it's very much real, the fact that these kids are like, latched onto their parents. Yeah. They're young adults, and their parents are trying to like, boot them out of the house. Like, that's very much a real thing. And they get really get sent to this place thinking that it's a five-star resort. But when you get into the show and from the article that I read, like some of the drama is fictionalized for TV. Yeah, they and <clears throat> what they do a lot of times too with like reality TV, like any reality, yeah, any reality TV you watch, yeah, they do the same thing over and over again. So like a lot of times, a person will actually say something, but then the the producer will say, "Hey, I liked what you said there. Yeah, let's record that again, but this time I want you to do it this way." Yeah. And so it's 
it's a play. It's like it was originally real, but maybe the reaction or the way they say it changes over time. Th- to me, yeah. this is an MTV show written all over it. Oh, this like, is right. Like yeah. road it's, rules. It's straight yeah. up. It's straight like up competition reality. stuff. Oh, yeah, it reminds me a lot of that. Where it's like can't be as real as we think it is. But but it was great when we watched I, it. Remove then. yourself yeah. from it, and I'm sure it's, it'll grow on you. Oh yeah. So basically, these. Except for Solomon. He young, never grows on you. <laughs> no, young adults no, no. are competing for $50,000 by competing in outdoor activities. And I like that they don't kick anybody off. If they quit, though, they affect everybody, and that changes the prize money for everybody. Yeah. Uh-huh. They lose $50,000. Every, well, they lose $5,000 for every person that quits. Yeah. So it started at fifty grand, and every time somebody quits, it goes down by five grand. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, they didn't explain this, or maybe they did, and you've watched it all. I have not. Does everybody get that money, or does one person get it? They pick one person. Okay, that's all I need to know. Oh, they pick one person. I thought, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, basically, all I needed, that's all I needed to know. Basically, they the uh, two military guys that are, like, quote-unquote, running the show, yeah. they narrow it down to three, and then the group votes. Oh, it's like how they've done three. a lot of the other kind of voting and yeah. picking. Mm. Okay, that that's, makes sense. That's how they pick a one. I won't say who it is, but... No, don't say who it is. Um, I'm, I'm watching. I'm enjoying it. And on a couple of occasions people get sent to sleep at the lake Ooh. what is it lake something what do they call it mm, I, don't I don't remember, remember. <laughs> but Chris, it's really good it's like isn't yeah jason isn't it isn't it's it like lake it's like summer camp <laughs> yeah crystal lake crystal lake yeah. crystal lake it's like a cush little like lean to yeah the lake. it's like with it's not fire bad. with food Anybody listening to this show would be the like, thing this is, is a joke. The thing that gets you is that like, they're like, they entice the people there. Like, if you don't want to sleep on the floor, there's a nice RV with heat right there. And, and you can they quit. literally put it in their eyesight yeah. of the RV they can use to quit. And then the pot will be reduced by $5,000. Yeah, like, you can, you can quit anytime you want. <laughs> we won't care. You know, you try, and that's the thing. They're all like, you tried your hardest out here. And I'm like, they didn't. They didn't. They just looked at some dirt this and is wanted a joke. to quit. Oh, man. Okay, like the, girl, the girl who quits the first five minutes. minutes. Oh, man. And she sits there and she's she does, crying. She sees camp and she's like tears. And she, right. she does her interview and she's like, you know, I'm really proud of myself. That yeah, I pushed right? myself, I pushed this, myself hard. this hard. And I accomplished Ugh. so much. I'm like, you've walked to camp. That's <laughs> all you've done. Oh, man. That's so bad. But, but that starts making people wonder, like, how did they how did they get in this? Like, their parents, yeah. to me, I feel like their parents didn't necessarily. They're get, spoiled. No, I, again, if we're, if we're breaking this down, I feel like they applied for it. The kids applied for it. And there was probably certain questions that were on there. Could be these parents aren't even their parents. We don't know that. It's just a show telling mm. us. From the article I read, it said that they were really those. Those were and their real parents. And they're giving them the opt out, which I feel like covers their case. Like, hey, right. if you don't be here, leave. You know? yeah. yeah, but in that article was also showing like their Instagram and their their um, their uh, Snapchat. They probably like probably a lot of parents or people applied for this. I I don't think the parents applied. I think they applied not knowing necessarily what it was going to be and they just thought, oh, I can be on reality TV. I can be on reality TV. I can make money that way. I don't know what it's going to be and now this is it. Maybe their parents went to like a self-help class and they're there and they're like, hey, we got you. We actually want to use your kids. But I'm sure they did pick the people that would be best for the show. 
Oh, yeah, no because, doubt. Because, like, in Wife Swap, they never put, like, two no, couples the question together would, that the question would be, like, swap yeah. do you yeah. have a real job? Uh, what's your, your dad you income? Your and do you live with your parents? And I'm sure they could see by their Gucci flip-flops if they were affluent or not. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's just, so what were the challenges that y'all have seen? Oh, I've, I've the, made it through the cleaning camp episode. Where they went in and they're like, you guys are doing well in the challenges, but you don't know how to do the adult things, like keeping your camp clean. So now, that's what you're going to do. Yeah, the first challenge was like, they had to get food for dinner. So they broke them into two groups. And the first group had to swim yeah, like to an island, yards. like 20 yards, right. to get food off of an and island. And they actually, they handled that pretty well. Yeah. They did. You know, they're like, oh, the water's the, cold. But. And then the other group had to untie rope from a tree. To lower it to the ground. But, and then immediately they're like, we should not tell the other group about the food. <laughs> I was like, really? This is a survivor? But that, it wasn't one group of food different than the other one. The was one desserts. has like sweets and stuff. Yeah. Right. Only for one guy to sneak and, and steal some candy bars from oh, another group to give it as a birthday like present. I can't believe we're talking about reality TV right now. But it just that's oh, where the anger comes in. I, it's like, okay, so you just did all this stuff to get your dinner. So this is day two. What did you have for the other meals? Oh, they give them food. Yeah. I know, but it's just like. Yeah. And then they had, did, like, you, did you see where they, they had never to, have to worry about? They, they, like, did, they yeah. did have to clean a deer, and I was glad they made them do that. Yeah, like that was except that was, there's that one vegan girl who quit. Who quit? But she didn't quit. Quit. She just went to camp. But everyone else was so proud of her because she's she stood, sticking by her morals. She's sticking by her morals. I'm like, sometimes you just gotta step up. I did like the one lady who was like teaching it. She's like, you do know that. Deer overpopulate areas and they starve to death. If you don't, yeah. I was like, okay, okay. I can't remember some of the. I don't want to ruin the challenge. I didn't guys, think she needed to wear a midriff to to hold big knives to to teach this course. But oh, it's okay. Oh no, Kate can wear what she wants. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like who is this lady? Uh, that's the thing is none of the people have any credentials like no they're just like and this is why i sent you all that video because this reminded me of that other show another mtv show was this uh uh dead or alive with ted nugent or whatever where he kind of has the same thing he's bringing people that haven't done these things not as i don't know flamboyant and rich and all this but they they just never did the hunting stuff and when you look at those two different shows it's just so much like stereotypical on the like it's just stereotypical rich kid that has his Gucci bag that we see nowadays than than what it was you know what fifteen they, years you know ago. What they should have done is taken those ten people and like made him do a loan. And that's what yeah we were talking about this. I think I think it'd like be like Michael a three. Scott it'd be like the, it'd be like three days, gentlemen. This is what we need to see. The these group of people, one of them needs to be eaten by a bear in front of all of them, and that'll scare them straight down. Yeah. Or even just like lose a pinky to like frostbite, or get or get get uh, gored by those stupid bison up there in Yellowstone. Oh, those people gored. would get keep, gored. Keep yeah, hopefully those Solomon. <laughs> Solomon sucks, <laughs> <laughs> dude. He's the worst. Honestly, I don't know if I've ever disliked somebody on a show yeah. before as much as him. Well, you guys are gonna make me watch this all the shows to keep up with you, it's and I'm just gonna so, be hating it. It's so dumb. And I think what's gonna so, even Kendall was like, "What?" I'm like, she watches them all. I'm yeah. like, "You really? can't stop watching." It's so dumb, but you can't. And that was my stop issue. Watching. I just finished ep- uh, uh, season eight of Alone. Oh, you finished the season? Yeah, I just finished. I it. have like literally, uh, literally done last night, only to get a text message from Landon going, "Hey, you should." 
see this show. Yeah. So, like, you go from two <laughs> different ends of the spectrum on survival shows. Yeah, I went from uh, Cupcake, what would you call it? Cupcake, Cupcake, Cupcake Camp, Camp, Camp to Alone. Yeah. And Those people, I just man. love Alone. Like, didn't we do, like, episode two of Honey Hill Hangout was on Let's talk about, we made yeah. our own list of, of what, what, we would, what we would bring. Yeah. yeah. Man, that was an OG episode. That was a hundred episodes ago, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was. Alone's such a good show, though. It is, and just to rewatch it, it's just like you know, you're talking about those movies you're seeing that you're you know watching Maverick again, and be like, oh, it's still hard pumping. I'm still watching the older ones, going like, yeah. that lady's gonna get eaten by a bear. That bear's oh, gonna be a man. She's, she's, she's gonna go. Oh man, here it comes. Go. And you know how hard it is. Like you yeah. spend any time in the outdoors, you know yeah. how hard it is to do what they're doing. Just do anything. Yeah. No, it's a good season for sure. I need to watch it. I did not know that the new season went on there. But also, we've been moving. So yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to make it through even catching the latest episode of Stranger Things. Because initially, yeah. they had put in like episode one or two, and then that was it. And then now they just randomly brought in eight. And I think all the middle episodes are paid for over there at Amazon. Oh, so. for a loan? Like they had, yeah, they had like. There was one free season. season. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Zach, you bought a new fly rod. You d- you our five weight conversation. Yes, moved you to make a purchase. Yep. What need did you have filled? So I needed a five weight, and I needed a rod that wasn't going to break the bank, but also would be a very good rod that I could take on ninety percent of my trips. Right, because like if I'm here in the hill country. I can specialize and bring the little one that I want here and there. But, like, if I go somewhere, I wanted to bring, like, an actual rod. Sometimes I feel a little weird. If I'm just going on a quick trip, I feel a little weird bringing my H3 because if I break that, I'll be very, very upset. Yeah. You know, and I know I can get it fixed. But it's still, it's just the thought of bringing that with me and somebody could steal it or something like that, you know. So I wanted a rod that was nice, wasn't going to break the bank. And I knew I wanted a TFO. So I was looking and... After doing a lot of reviews, I ended up going with the Axiom 2, not the Axiom 2X, because even though TFO says it's a, it's a fast action rod, most people online were saying it actually performs close to a medium, medium fast action, Okay, which is kind of right in my wheelhouse. I like a, a slightly slower, slower rod. Um, the Axiom 2 is one of TFO's uh, top-of-the-line products, and for me, most of my casting is relatively short. It's within... 30, 40 feet. And mm-hmm. that's where the Axiom 2 excels. They are like, it is perfect mm-hmm. with its accuracy between 20 to 40 feet. You mean feet. the Axiom 1? No, the Axiom 2. The Axiom 2, okay. So, yeah, so right now they have the Axiom 2 and they have the Axiom 2X. Gotcha. Their 2X is X because it's extra fast. It is like a very stiff, very fast rod. And if I, I probably could use that at some point, but I wanted something that was kind of universal. And so I know with this rod, if I want to go somewhere and chunk streamers with this medium fast rod, I can. If I want to throw dries, I can, right? If I want to throw a nymph rig, it's perfect for that too, right? It's going to be able to get it out there. So I ended up going with that and um, I haven't landed any fish on it. I've just kind of test casting it. But so far, I'm definitely impressed with the accuracy. Like it is... Um, the accuracy is great. Mm-hmm. Now, the swing weight did feel a little heavy for me, and it'll take me actually going out. Because, you know, it's always different when you're casting yep. and you're not actually trying to fish. So the swing weight felt a little heavy for me, 
But um, we'll see when I actually get out there and land some fish on it. But otherwise, so far, I'm impressed. I like it. I like TFOs. Um, I like that it's a Texas company. I also like that um, their, their exchange policy, if it does happen to break, is really, really nice. Yeah. And I was worried about getting that fly rod before I went on a certain trip. And I, um, when I made my purchase, I mentioned that in the notes. Like, hey, I'm leaving this date. Let me know if there's something I can do. Because they have like a flat uh, shipping. Flat shipping rate. Yeah. And um, they actually called me and were like, hey, we saw that. Um, we're going to get it in the mail today. It should be there. Like the day I ordered it, they got it out like hours later and we're like, it should be there definitely before your trip. And I was just like, not a lot of companies do that, you know? So that was nice. They'll actually reach out. Right. Like, hey, so like, they literally from. called me and were like, Hey, you know, that's, um, we'll be there. You should have no issue with getting this right on time. And yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed that. So. Awesome. So yeah, more to come. I'm actually gonna. I would like to go out in the next couple of days if uh, if I can get a an hour or two to to go catch some bluegill or something. Brackenridge yeah. Park. I actually may run out there, but wash your hands and wash your rod and your line. Just take a shower. Just take a with shower your fly rod. with the fly rod. Yeah. Okay. Or wear I got, gloves. I got wear a new shower that has like the little removable handle thing. Perfect. Yeah. Please. Like, do. Get every angle. Please do. <laughs> wash your hands <laughs> and don't don't use your mouth to like help like cinch down a knot like. Just please. Yeah. Should I kiss a fish? I No. No. I don't want you to get a random rash. Like, hey, guys, I got monkey pox from Brackenridge Park. Gabe told me to go down there and lick all the fish. It would be funny if you should. Hey, you should, uh, you should uh, uh, cut cut those places. Uh, beep, beep out those spots as well. <laughs> 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 yes, please. Every reference to, to Brackenridge Park, go ahead and beep. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. But there's big. They have big. Uh, there, there are good size Rio Grande cichlid. Ooh, in I'm kinda, I haven't kind of read in a bit. I will show you where, but promise me that you wash your hands and everything. Just wash your body. Just burn your clothes when you're done. I, I never shower, so I wasn't planning on it. Well, this place specifically, please. Yeah, Brackenridge Park. Brackenridge Park. My Beaver. dad gave me a camp shower. <laughs> Should I bring that? Yes, everything. The last time I was out there, they had some like. Some biker gang meetup at the park. Yeah. And we wife and I rolled in and we're like, what the hell's going on? There was like 60 plus biker dudes all from different MCs. Oh, man. Yeah. It was sketchy. And here I am rolling up with a fly rod. Como estas? When you said, okay, great. Let's, I'm going with my fly rod. They're all barbecuing up, blasting music, all, you know, just straight. Were they having a good time? You think in like a South a South Texas motorcycle gang, every, that was their convention there. That's not, that sounds At fun. least they were all getting along. I, that's, I was like, is it even worth it? Right. Is it even worth the I even know they did that. Place? But yeah, and the last time I was in there, I saw a family. They were swimming in it. They, I don't think they knew. What? Yeah, they were. There's a section, oh. the back section, where you can walk into it, and it's only about I don't know, ankle deep. You know, just kind of it, it comes into a pool and it goes up. And they were just playing, splashing, and I was like, I like, should I tell them? Like, should I tell them? Like, hey, um, this water has bacterial meningitis. You don't really want to, you know, have your kids swimming in here because, you know, you're gonna get. A random needle, probably, that's going to... Yeah. We'd hear gross. about it on the news. That'd be a news story. It was just the weirdest like thing. Like some new disease started. Yeah. yeah. Either that or all the people morphed together and mutated and become one super family. But isn't it And weird? the Ninja Turtles started. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I got a crazy movie but, but, for us to watch one time. So isn't <laughs> it, oh, isn't it man, weird that there is no 
posted no swimming uh, signs in that park. They haven't been sued yet. I just thought it was. I just thought that's the weirdest thing. The city hasn't been sued yet. Wait till a lawsuit happens and there'll be signs everywhere. Ooh. But it's. You would have thought it would have been <laughs> happening already now, but oh, we don't do we don't do preventative things. We got to no. wait till a lawsuit happens. Yeah, yeah. we're going to lose two million dollars on the outdoor before we spend you know ten thousand dollars on signs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is fair. But right now, you don't have to spend <laughs> anything. Yeah, but yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you in a map where to go. Right. And and within like probably fifteen minutes, you should land a nice a nice river. nice little cyclone. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Um. So I cleaned up my fly tying desk. Finally, it's it been dirty beautiful. for months. Oh my goodness! Yeah, have you oh. seen it? Zach? I didn't see it. No, you haven't probably seen the top of the desk in like four months because no. I just like my junk pile. Finally cleaned off. I'm like very motivated to tie flies. Me and Gabe were yeah. talking. It might motivated me to like clean my yeah. Mind, like, like might make some fly tying I videos. Need to reorder my, like reorganize mine. Yeah, you're in the middle of a move though. When you, but I'm going to tell see, Kendall right now, like, hey, we got to stop everything I'm doing, and I'm going to reorganize yeah. When you see Landon stuff, it's like, it, it's, I was motivated. I was like, I got Oh, ideas. Gabe was, it was hilarious. He's like, oh, I like your setup, but I don't think I have enough room. I'm like, oh, well, you haven't seen my closet where I also have pegboard. And hanging. I was like, there we go. There Wait, we you go. put pegboard in your closet? Yeah, yeah you haven't seen my closet? No, yeah. not, since he, you put pegboard no, in it. No, I put pegboard in it when I put the other yeah. pegboard. He has a lot more, like, leader tippet stuff and oh, other Oh, that's packs. right. I know that's yeah. But still, closet. it's a solid There's still setup. a lot of yeah. materials hanging up there. Yeah. I didn't need to see it again. Yeah. yeah. It's clean. I'd be happy to show you guys a tour. Yes. For the past couple months, I've been like, ah, you guys don't need to look so at it. So what are you going to tie first? I don't know. I want to, uh, me and Gabe were talking. I'm kind of motivated to do some, like, YouTube videos. Uh, our YouTube has been, like, we haven't been posting there. We haven't been sharing the content there. No. Well, because, you know, Zach lost all of his brunch money, so no sense in having more videos of him going and swimming for him. No more <laughs> brunch money. No. I still have it, though. I need to make a little shadow box for it. Yeah. Your last oh, one. Oh, so here's an idea. Uh, Chris Skinner, who was on You guys both know Chris. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, on the trip, he caught his tarpon and was like, want to do something special. He had this idea of taking, like, a glass jar or bottle, mm-hmm. putting, like, sand and shells and stuff in the bottom, and then suspending... Yeah. His uh, tarpon fly, and then like cure, uh, putting resin in it, yeah. like what they do on those tables, like that clear resin. Yeah, that's and a then great having idea. it as a display piece. I'm like, that got the wheels turned. I'm like, that would. Be I mean, a that's fun project. that's cool. I think I think a shadow box is just as classy. But man, they're all good. Yeah, you can you can yeah you can make it nice a bigger slide. Exactly. Yeah, I got hot glue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put a hot glue heart mm. around it. And then just put, hot glue yeah. it to the new uh, podcast studio show. We'll just put all of our. That like, is cool. That, I mean, I see what he's saying. That is pretty cool. The, the is resin, the idea. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then break the glass. Ooh. And then have like a jello thing. No, it'd still be resin. I yeah. Know. But then you make sure you you hit all the cracks, the crevices. Yeah, yeah you don't have to break it as long as it's clear and no, you can see through. Break it. Well, you, <laughs> 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 you put it in ice. Put it in ice. Yeah. Just keep it in the freezer. No big deal. <laughs> hey, you want to see my fly? I can only show it to you like real quick, but he, okay. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> we need to fly. T- I need to tie flies, boys. I'm kind of motivated right now to tie some flies. These rums. Oof. Do you guys ever feel a little overwhelmed with all your flies and all your boxes? Yes. Yeah, me too. 
Dude, and we only tie like one tenth the amount this guy does. I know. So that, if I'm feeling over. And that's the issue. It's and that's what that's what Harris and I were talking about. It's like, at least with me, I feel like if you looked at the box that I had ten years ago to the box now, it's not like the quality has changed at all. It's just you start just like rotating stuff out. You're like, okay, that was a cool pattern. I'm gonna try this pattern or see a new new pattern, you know. And and so you're utilizing the, you're utilizing a popper. Right. It's just a different popper. Right. You know, you're utilizing a streamer. It's just a different streamer. So, and then it's like, well, how many do I really need to have? Do I need to have, you know, 500 flies on me at any given time? Not not no. really. Honestly, I've never needed more than, like, outside of, like, nymph, fish, nymph yeah. fishing. If I, like if I went on more trips outside of Texas, I would see where that would make sense. But it's tough sometimes where I'll see a new pattern and be like, okay, cool, I want to tie it. And I'll tie up five or six, and I'll toss them out, and all of a sudden I'm looking at it like, oh, I only got one left, and it's not a huge deal. But, you know, again, it's just, I don't know, finding time to, to do it. You know, But all my stuff's still cracked out on a quarter of our kitchen table, and um, since I had to move everything out when you know, with COVID working out out of the house, I moved all my fly tying gear off of that desk. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But it's there. I got stuff. I mean, I've still been buying stuff. Kinda. Do we ever stop buying fly fishing stuff? Pro- but that's the problem. Yeah. It's like <laughs> no. my dad told me I had too that, much fly fishing but stuff. That's Did he? Yeah, as, as he's moving all of it. Yeah, he's like, you got too much. He's like, mind your man, mind your business, old he's man. He's like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you have too much camping stuff. He's like, if you never buy another camping or fishing thing in your life, yeah. you'd have still too much. And you're like, you're not invited. It's fine. <laughs> you're fine. You're not invited. And then did you, what? What thing does he like to spend his money on though? Cars. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, do you need seven cars? Yeah, obviously you do. <laughs> Two of the same truck. But when you see <laughs> Landon set up, you know, having Landon set up would allow me not to buy duplicates and, you know. I've oh, that's s- the worst thing about yeah. fly tying is like, I'll you're s- like, oh, I need that. And you go home and you're like, oh. I got three I packs have I haven't this. even opened. And I and, that, and that's what I was wondering. I'm like, I'm looking at this stuff going like, I've got doubles and triples of stuff. Like, I, I, we don't need to purchase anything for the real recovery stuff. I got so much I can already donate already. Yeah. Not to mention we got other stuff donated already. So we've got we've got a lot of cool stuff. So um yeah, that's that's I don't know. I just need to I find the time and it's gonna take me every bit of probably three days to move stuff out, clean stuff out, go through everything and decide am I keeping it or not. And probably half of that stuff I don't need. No, I do need to get I do need to go through and <laughs> kind of look and purge and be like, I don't need all this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Let's be honest. You don't, but and honestly, nice to have. at what point too do you like? I don't tie that often. Is it worth having? Yeah, but all you this get stuff? to be like landing and go look at this wall of all though. of my stuff. I could go look at the infamous bucket and it has everything in. Yeah, one but when area. you when you get when you get your shed all set up, it's gonna be amazing. The only re- the only way you get as much crap as I have is if you buy everything from an estate sale. That's true. That's like that's the only reason you have as much as because if it, if it was me buying it, yeah, I've spent some good money on fly tying stuff. Like, let's I'm not going to pretend that I haven't. Yeah, well, you and I both got lucky but, like, where we didn't I have don't to spend have full pegboards full of fly tying stuff. If it wasn't for like, oh, I met an estate yeah. sale, they're like, we're gonna think, we're just going to throw everything away. Well, will 500 bucks be enough for you guys to let me take all of it? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now my truck is packed down, literally loaded floor to ceiling with fly tying materials, and then I gave half of it away 
and then sold some more of it, and I still have too much. Not a bad problem to have. Shame. Nope. nope. But Zach's got a shiny new fly rod. You need mm-hmm. you gonna christen it? When are you gonna christen it? Is it Brackenridge Park? This state weekend? record. State record. Go don't go on the weekend, thing. go on a weekday. That would be a body record. State body record. Oh, guess what? I can or, go on. water I can go on a water body record. Water body record. I'm gonna put a little corn on the end of it and it'll catch everything. You know, now you got me wanting to get up early. And just going over there to please beep this out, La Gloria and the whole <laughs> Pearl area, and fish that. Well, I haven't seen anything there recently. There, well, they're there. Yeah, huge tilapia and those. What do you call those? Placosmus. Armored catfish. Yeah, huge carp there too, and gar, and catfish. Kendall caught a nice sized catfish out there. It was weird. It was right in the surface. You know what? Moving forward, any place that I recommend you should just be bleeped out. You should just self bleep, self bleep. Yeah, I think it's more fun when 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 you make Evan yeah. do a lot of Evan, work. Yeah, and Evan. Yeah, no, no wonder sure. he's retiring from as our podcast editor. Go. It's right. too much work. Yeah, <laughs> we love you, Evan. Thanks Me for too. what you do. Thank you so much. It's the, what do they say? The thankless job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that rum calmed me down. That was a good drink, though, huh? It was good. It was good. It was good. That's right. Perfect with two ounces. Two, two ounces, yeah. I poured another. Well, the, the this is my third. I think you guys had two, right? Yes. Yeah. So I poured a third, and there was, like, another extra half ounce. So this is, like, a two and a half ounce. Yeah, but you get to walk to your to your bed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. About ready to curl up with one of your cats and just... Yeah, if I feel like breathing tomorrow morning, I might do the same thing. <laughs> Oh, man, that was good. All right, guys. We're going to move to our interview with Russell. Houston. <laughs> Houston. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yes, I know it's right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm sorry, Russell. <laughs> You're going to listen to this. Uh, hey, hey, who's, Ru- who's Russell with? With the – and this is the other part because it used to be the <laughs> IFFF, the International Federation of Fly Fishers. Now it's the now? FFI, Fly Fishers International. Yeah. He's going to talk about all of the – how FFI is set up, the events that they do, and, like, all your local clubs. Like, if you have a local fly fishing club, they're probably part of that organization. And yep. he provides a lot of insight into, like, how they're organized, how you guys can get connected and what they do, and why it's worth becoming – a member member of your local club because they're like all over the state. Shoot, there's one in Abilene, Dad. That's for you because you're might be the only one that listens like near the Abilene area. But there's a fly fishing club in Abilene, right next to you. Yeah, forty five minutes, but it's <laughs> <laughs> that where I live. That's right next that's to you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's forty minutes to the grocery store. Yeah, it is. So it's forty five minutes to yeah. the fly fishing club. You yeah. know, it's all the same. Yeah. It's all so. The same. Um, <laughs> Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoy the interview. All right, everybody. Uh, we have a great interview for y'all. We have Rustel Husted with the Fly Fishers International, FFI. You guys are fam- probably familiar with them with, like, your local, uh, you know, fly fishing clubs, chapters. There's all over the state of Texas. But Russell is with the Texas Council, and here he's here to talk about He's here to talk about with us what 
FFI does in the state of Texas, how they're organized, and just kind of give us more information. Um, I know that they're big on education, and a lot of you guys send us those types of questions in, and maybe this will be a good way to get you guys connected with local chapters or, you know, the events they have going on. But uh, welcome to the show, Russell. Hey, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it, guys. Yeah, uh, we met at the Fly Fishing and Brew Festival, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yes. And I think you met Zach. Yeah. I did. Yes. Yep. Okay. Okay. Perfect. 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 Um, so, Russell, how did you, let's start with this. How did you get into fly fishing? You know, uh, I started uh, spin fishing as a kid. I guess everybody has that story where you uh, connected with your grandpa and he took you to a farm pond type story and did that for years and years and years and uh, started going to Colorado bass fishing, but I was always spin fishing and I was just, uh, I just fell in love with the, watching that sport and watching guys do it. So I connected with a guy named Mike Garrett in South Fork, Colorado. Uh, and he took me out um, some 15 years ago. And uh, we went out to the creek and he gave me the basic learning of how to do it. And uh, we went fishing together. And, and my first time I went, I think I had 13 strikes and I missed all 13 of the trout. <laughs> and, uh, but from that experience, all that did is just motivate me. And so when I Got back to Texas. I got a, another fly rod, started going to ponds, catching bluegill on poppers, um, started catching bass. Um, and I was much more ready to go tackle that Colorado fly fishing experience um, the next year, which I did. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what got me started in it. Yeah, that's awesome. What is your most memorable fish that you've caught? You know, uh, last year when we were in South Fork, which I've now gone 58 times, <laughs> oh, which is man. kind of ridiculous. Um, That's uh, awesome. Considering in 15 all the, years. No, I've been, <laughs> I've been going there since 1985. Okay. 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 <laughs> and I spin fished for those first 20, 30 years. Oh, gotcha. So, okay. Um, but um, no, I, I caught a fish on, the, on some private property last summer um rick heinous and i were fishing and we saw this this big trout feeding in a creek on wednesday couldn't get it to hook up uh went back friday actually had someone filming me with a camera gopro all kinds of stuff and which i never have but cody bell went with me and uh so he was following me and uh i caught that fish uh on friday um, with all the technological camera gear you could imagine. And so we got some great video, great pictures, and it was just re really strange how that all worked out. But it was definitely a fish I'll never forget. That's awesome. And really cool that you have all that footage too. Yeah. That makes it yeah. really cool. Um, so where does, for you, where does Fly Fishers International, okay, wh what is your role with Fly Fisher International? Fly Fisher so, International. Yeah, so the Fly Fishers International is a national organization, and we, you know, we support all aspects of fly fishing, the conservation, the casting, the tying, um, and fishing in general. And it's a very well-rounded organization. It's the only organization that supports all aspects of fly fishing. Um, and each, uh, there are multiple councils, probably 20-something councils in the Fly Fishers International organization, and the job of the council is to support the clubs that belong to it. And in Texas, we have 20 plus uh, clubs, really? fly fishing clubs. Yes. Uh, majority of them around the Austin area and okay. Dallas Fort Worth areas. Um, but we have 20 plus clubs. And the Texas Council supports these clubs in a variety of ways by helping them do projects, uh, get organized. We support the new leaders that come on board. So there's many, many ways that we support. 
in the past we put on three expos we go down to october fish every year to support that event um, we're now supporting the good fly organization which goes and, and works with first responders police officers and um firemen and yep. so there's a lot of those things guys that, are good guys we've had them on yeah, the show they they're awesome yeah, they're, that's why i got the cap on yep. today um but uh you won't see that but i mean like it's a uh, it's it's we support in so many different ways i founded the texas council uh in 2016. uh texas was actually divided at that time and we decided to join forces and, and bring it all together and so we did that and ever since then um it's been just fantastic you know we've been uh, have the best amount of members, the highest amount of members, um, and we're the fastest growing council in the federation. So um, it's it's what we do, and uh, uh, like I said, we're just in a support role. And so, what is your role within the Texas Council? Currently, right now, I am the communications director. Um, so I'm in charge of all communications to the clubs um, and with our board. Um, I'm also in charge of the social media page with Texas Council has a very, very active Facebook page. We also have a very active Instagram account if mm -hmm. you would like to follow us there. Um, and then we're now starting to get into uh, a, a TikTok and anything that uh, is changing in our world today. So we're trying to stay local, trying to stay uh, in touch with what the world is bringing us. Um, and so that's one thing. And then just recently I took over the conservation role um we had a member of our board die in last year david reichert and he was the conservation chairman um and I'm, I'm assuming that role for the rest of the year i didn't know david passed away he did yeah he did pass yeah away. he was a really nice guy yeah and so uh uh with so many uh issues in in regardings to conservation right now yep. i mean there's water issues there's um you know, Brushy Creek's got problems. The Trinity's got problems. There's a lot of things going on in our state. Um, so we had to have somebody involved in conservation. Um, and so I assumed that role and we're already off to doing some great things um, in just a short amount of time. What are, will you dive into those a little bit? What projects are you guys trying to tackle? So uh, I know Chris Johnson there, Living Waters Fly Shop is uh, really active in the Brushy Creek situation mm -hmm. um, about, you know, sewage and stuff being dumped into Brushy Creek. Yep. Um, there's there's uh, Mary's Creek up here in Fort Worth that uh, the city of Fort Worth is proposing opening up a treatment plant in there, which would uh, force water into the Trinity. Same thing around the Lake Granberry area. Uh, so there's a lot of things as we grow um, larger and larger in Texas, we're going to have to fight these issues of our population growing and what to do with this wastewater and that's one big thing. There was a proposed dam that was going to be put up on the Llano River, yep. uh, which the Texas Council got involved in. And I think that uh, there's many, many other organizations, including Texas Parks and Wildlife, that are working to uh, to cease that from happening um, for many, many reasons, uh, mostly conservation and, you know, life, uh, aquatic life issues that are yeah. going to be um, hurt because of that. So uh, we're involved in that. Um, and then litter, you know, litter in our urban ponds. More people nowadays are going and fishing these urban lakes because the price of gas is so high, right? So I uh, uh, have been visiting this Epic Center up here in Grand Prairie and, and, and started a conservation work there. We're actually going to adopt that area and keep it clean for the city of Grand Prairie to help them. But these are small things, but, you know, it takes a, a, a group to get all involved to really accomplish great things, mm -hmm. and that's what we're going to do. Um, hey, uh, so, oh, one second, Zach. Let me, yeah, yeah. and we'll come back. Um, so let's just take, uh, Chris Johnson's, uh, 
a problem with, because we're familiar with it, Brushy Creek, the sewage leak is on the Brushy Creek. So how does Fly Fishers International help with that? Like help promote it? Do you guys, do you guys like rally volunteers to help? Um, what, what is the role that y'all are taking in helping, um, like, let's just say Chris in tackling the brushy water issue? It's, it's more in legislation. You know, we're getting involved there. Um, you know, getting the word out, um, that we support the effort of what Chris is doing down there. And we're trying to, uh, go through the federal, um, conservation teams, um, to let our voice be heard, um, about these issues. Right. And then, you know, anytime Chris needs anything, he can always reach out to the Texas Council. We go down there and help with the Brushy Creek cleanup that he has every year. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, it's just a combined effort, but mostly it's legislature um, power is how we've been going at this at a national level. Um, and Chris may not even be aware that that's actually going on, but there is people involved at the national headquarters in this issue. Okay. In the FFI national headquarters. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um. My question is, I don't know if you guys saw this past week, and, and Russell may not have heard about it, but the um, over the San Marcos River, mm-hmm. there's that um, like media corporation that's thinking about purchasing all the land to build like um, like a movie film, studio, yeah, movie studios and stuff on there. Have you heard about this? I or, did hear about yes, that. Yes, um, it's it's the largest um, such uh, facility in the country. Oh my gosh! Um, and it's right on the banks of the San Marcos River. Um, and, and, you know, they're saying that it's not going to have any ecological effect on the river. Um, but anytime you alter something and that size, it's going to make a, a big difference. And there's already petitions being signed. There's already groups working on trying to prevent that from happening. Yeah. It's going to be a big, bi- big fight because of the size of the magnitude of the project and the money that's going to go into it. Right. Um, but again, we're united in our voices. Um, and, uh, we're already starting to petition that um, that project. Good. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, – why do they have to be on the banks of San Marcos? That's yeah. what I don't – I don't either. You can build a huge movie studio on Anywhere. San Marcos. It can be in Anywhere. the middle, middle on the concrete jungle. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. It makes no sense to us. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of other issues going on in the San Marcos as well. There's a, there's a water treatment plant planning to uh, also dump water into that too. And, and that's what's going on with – Brushy Creek right now, right? Is the water treatment facility that's not it's not it's not filtering it fast enough or something. There it's was actually there's actually some some bad um, uh, piping and some other issues, some yes. leaks, and there's an overflow problem. So whenever the system gets overloaded, it just naturally dumps out the the waste that they cannot handle, oh and God. that's what's going on there. And that's what's happening in our urban societies is that as we continue to grow, we're not keeping up with. Uh, you know, our way to deal with this wastewater. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, Chris Johnson has been on a, a number of times on his Instagram feed over the last month and a half just out there showing people, you know, the the mess that, that's being shot out of there. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's a mess. It yeah. is a mess. So, Russell, you talked about the conf- conservation side. What about the education side? Yeah, so that's the, one of the biggest parts of the, the FFI and the Texas Council is the education part. Um, you know, we have uh, uh, fly tying, you know, and, and casting certification programs. Both of them have programs that you can submit, um, you know, like in fly tying, you, there's a gold, silver and bronze level and you have to tie certain types of flies and, meet, and be judged on before you can receive that uh, recognition, that award. Um, so there's the fly tying part and then there's tons and tons and tons of material on the FFI side as there is on Google and others. But this 
this material that's on the FFI side is, is pertinent to fly fishing. Um, and then in the education part for casting, there's a certification uh, casting program where you can become a certified caster, which is called a CCI. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you progress from that, you become a, a master certified casting instructor, which is an MCI. And then these guys are going around teaching casting to clubs and other organizations. Okay, that's all. Yeah, we had, uh, you know, Austin Orr? Yes. Yeah, we had Austin on the podcast. And then uh, I know Steve Honset is one of the MCIs, and he's a good friend. Yep, Steve uh, Steve is one of the, I think we only have two MCIs in the state of Texas. Only two. Uh, Steve, Steve is one of them. Um, and then there's- I a, know Austin, it's hard. Yeah, and Austin is a CCI. He was our former casting instructor. He's now our youth outreach chairman, so he's mm -hmm. been working diligently with the youth awesome. um, on certain programs in the, in the Austin area. But yeah, it's a, it's a really challenging um, certification process to get into. Uh, Chris Johnson is a certified casting instructor. There's a lot of younger guys now getting into it. You know, it's our club has been kind of a gray-haired type club, but right now we've got an explosion of youth. Um, so it's great to see a lot more people um, wanting to become certified casting instructors. Awesome. Um, you mentioned Austin was with the youth program. What do you guys do there? So he's actually working with a, a, a school of kids, um, like a summer camp, I believe it is. Mm -hmm. And so he's been helping them going and teaching them uh, different types of fishing skills. Um, and it's, again, it's just a support role, right? Like, you know, he's he's been working with this group of kids for a while. I know there's a, a Houston has many, many programs and their Texas Fly Fishers Club are helping. That's called Trout in the Classroom. So they've got some, some things for kids. Um, we're very involved in scouts in the state and trying to help scouts. Yep. And, and uh, there's also the um, Angler Ed program that Texas Parks and Wildlife puts on. Um, a lot of the Texas Council or our area chief um, guys that go around the state and also teach um, fly fishing and casting as well. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, and then what was the third branch that you mentioned earlier? You said conservation, education, and... You know, uh, let's see. Cast, well, casting, education, conservation. You know, it's fishing, right? right? I mean, like, it, it's, you know... There's <laughs> that that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. why I couldn't think of I that. I mean, like, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that it's you, you think it's funny, but it's you know, of course, I think fishing is one of the most important parts, right? But there's people that all they do is tie flies, right? And then there's the guys that are just really into the casting. But, you know, for the majority of us, it's about going out and catching fish, right? And yeah. so uh, all this kind of brings together, you know, um, it's it's a multiple, you know, a multiple facet thing. Um, and so like, but yeah, fishing is important, right? And then we have uh, a whole library um, on FFI's website about uh, fishing and the cast and how to read water and you know that's what's great about our organization is it covers all aspects of fly fishing awesome so uh russell how does the texas council interact with ffi the overall organization so all our presidents you know they they interact um with the national organization through monthly calls email chains obviously um, they, the, a lot of the Texas Council board members are also on the national board as well. Dutch Bauman, Barry Webster's on the national board. Jack Gillis, president of Fort Worth Fly Fishers, is on the national board. And so that communication comes down from Patrick Barry and that group up there in Montana. Um, that information is distributed to the clubs. Um, you know, we have, uh, you know, anything that a club needs to get started, you know, forming their bylaws, getting getting their 501c3 whatever they're here to support these guys start new clubs okay and, and 
and and and continue to uh, to be that that main organization that we all uh, communicate with. So yeah, let's. Uh, that's a good question. I want to ask: How does someone start a club? So basically, you know, you have to have a, a certain amount of board members, or uh, you have to have a certain amount of people to help start the club. Um, and then you have to file paperwork. You have to file with the uh, national organization about you know, that you want to start up a club. And there's been many clubs here that have started recently in Texas. Um, Collin County has a couple new clubs. San Gabriel has, 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 a, has a, a new club um, that merged with the San Gabriel Fly Fishers now. So there's a lot of new clubs starting in the state. And you, you, have, you file your paperwork. You know, then you've got to get insurance. You've got to get a 501c3 certification. Um, you've got to adopt bylaws. Um, you have to form a board. Um, and then once you get all that um, figured out and, and uh, taken care of, then you can actually get started and doing some things. Mm -hmm. So it's a whole process. And then, again, the, the FFI website has step-by-step -step of what you have to do to become there's different levels of membership in the FFI. There's a charter club, and then there's an affiliate club. Um, and, you know, we're leaning towards push everybody to be a charter club member, which means every member of the club also belongs to the FFI as well. Gotcha. Mm. So you to enroll in that club and then automatically as a member in the FFI. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Um, yeah, I, was, I just pulled up your website because I had the FFI one. I didn't realize, I guess I didn't realize there was a Texas Council website, so I just was pulling Yeah. And we're Pulled we're just reforming quick. that as well. It's a, no, it it's a brand good. new website. It's it a brand looks, new website. Oh, we're yeah. adding material to it all the yeah. time. It looks um, great. You guys got yeah, a calendar really and contact list and um, yeah. And we just redid it. Like, you, you give us about a month or two, and we'll have you know stuff on the calendar. We'll have contacts listed. Um, again, right now the the main source of uh, communication that we're sending out is through our Facebook page. So definitely check that out as well. Um, it's very very active. We just uh, we just really focused on two things this past month was uh, June was National Women's Fly Fishing Month, mm -hmm. and so we really fit, uh, we focused on women's fly fishing this entire month, um, and that is one of the fastest growing parts of uh, fly fishing right now is our is our women's programs, and and it's great to see, um, and we really focused on that, and we also focus on conservation issues as well. So um, check out the Facebook page; it's really good stuff. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um... Zach, Gabe, you have any questions? No, it's pretty good. I mean, what have you seen with you know now that we're coming out of COVID? What do you? Oh, yeah. yeah what what have, what have you seen with you know with with the groups? I know our local club. You know, it, a lot of people weren't kind of getting together, and we're still waiting for for some guys to start coming back as well. What has been kind of the you know the the push you've seen to to get the groups back together, or or are there been any uh, any special programs that you guys have put together knowing that that thing exists so that these club members are able to reach out to those folks that maybe aren't ready to get into big groups yet? You know, you know, uh, COVID definitely threw us all a curveball, right? And welcome to the world of Zoom is what happened, right? <laughs> so, uh, uh, and no different with our clubs, you know, uh, I think all the clubs were having Zoom meetings. Um, and, you know, it was interesting, you know, like uh, I missed the time together and it's still slow. Um, and going as far as guys getting back to where we used to be, right? I mean, it's still a little bit cautious out there, and it's still a little bit strange. Um, but the whole Zoom thing was really interesting because we were able to do so much more things through Zoom than we could ever do in a live presentation, right? So uh, it was kind of neat to be able to reach out to more people. Um, a good percentage of people that belong to the Texas Council don't even belong to a club. 
you know, and and they're just they're just a member of the organization, and so that's why we're going to start having quarterly Zoom meetings um, to try to reach to the non club member. Oh um, yeah, I didn't yeah. even think about that because I know I just pay my local club, and then they pay their portion of the fees to the Texas Council yeah. automatic, you know, for me. Um, but I didn't think there might be people that are just members of FFI that aren't part of a club. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot, and so like we're that's going to be a part of our strategy in this year is to have those quarterly meetings so that we can reach out to the non-club members. Um, but it has been it has been different, um, and it has been slow to recover. You know, um, our clubs up here in North Texas are having outings again. We're helping kids, so it's it's seeming more normal now. Right. Um, but there is still some, you know, optimism and caution, um, on some members. What's included in the FFI, uh, membership. So you're going to get, um, your membership, you're going to get, uh, access to, um, a lot of different, uh, group deals like, you know, insurance and, and be able to buy stuff at different prices. Um, you're going to get a, an annual or a twice a year, uh, fly fishing magazine from the FFI. Um, and the complete list of all the things that you're going to get from FFI is, is again, listed on their website. Um, but there's a load of benefits from doing so. Um, and, and, you know, you have the whole library um, available for you to look at, um, which is just, you know, tons of information that you have access to. So many, many, many great benefits. Um, and again, they're all listed on the FFI's website. Okay, awesome. Uh, do you guys put any big events on? like expos or anything like that. And I know you guys were Oktoberfish because we were there too last year. Um, but do y'all do any, I, I vaguely remember going to an FFI expo in Fort Worth probably four or five years ago. It was probably in Grapevine. Yes, it was in Grapevine. Yeah, so that was our that was the last expo we had. We had two expos in New Braunfels. We had an expo in uh, Grapevine. Um, we took a few years off. Uh, now we're going to be having... Uh, a co-expo, I guess you could call it, a co-event with a good fly um, that's going to happen in the College Station area uh, in October. Um, we're also going to be of back this year? in October. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Yeah. With the good fly there's guys, a, too. There's a new club starting up called the Aggie Land Fly Fisher, so it's going to be based uh, out that's, of... That's going to be tough for us. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't... <sighs> If it's Aggie Land, I don't know if we can be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know if we. Well, can I've got no ties. So it looks like I'm gonna go. <laughs> we're we're mostly Red Raiders. <laughs> well, so. hey, you know, there's a club in Lubbock. You know, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fishers, just my, add water. That's their slogan. Just, just add, add water. water. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, no, but, no, uh, but that would yeah, be a good new... event for us to go to, as long oh, as it yeah. doesn't overlap with Oktoberfish. It doesn't. Good. It doesn't. They're two weeks of. Uh, this is two weeks prior. Yeah. Will you send us the information? I sure will. And we'll also post the information in the show notes. So that way people can yeah, go if they want right to. There. It's, it's yeah. amazing what yeah. technology can do. Yeah. It's so uh, we're going to be doing that, and we're going to be at Oktoberfish as well. Uh, mm -hmm. Going to see some huge news come from Oktoberfish. they got a great venue this year in Kerrville, um, right on the Guadalupe River. Uh, this is going to be the biggest, best Oktoberfish there's ever been. Um, Lindsay, the president of the Fredericksburg Club, is just so excited, and uh, she's got tons of energy. And, uh, man, it's going to be a great event awesome. this year. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, Zach, Gabe, you guys have any other questions? Oh, that's good. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to like like going to this going to the next year's one and getting yeah. camping out there and doing all of that. Right. So. Yeah, my big one was gonna be what events do they do? Oh, um, I know I was gonna ask. If people don't want to join a local club, can they just sign up for an FFI membership? Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Okay. 
And that's what I was referring to. There's a lot of people that do that, mm. um, that don't, you know, like Amarillo doesn't have a club. You know, there's a lot of big cities that still don't have a club yet, right? You know? So it's, it's not so, necessarily they don't have a club, but maybe they don't have the, the group yet to get one off the ground for what's needed with the the board and all those other little things to, true. to get it going. Yeah, true. No, but it's still good. Still, they have that that outlet. Yeah, they and can hopefully still connect with people, right. fly fishers, yeah. and maybe meet some other people. Well, in the area. said they were doing quarterly. That's still cool, though. Like Zoom, Zoom calls, yeah. calls. Yeah. yeah. So the people that aren't in a club can kind can of actually join those. And, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a really and the idea. um the uh the, you know every year they used to have a uh the fly fishing fair in 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 a, in a location up in the northwest. You know it was it was called the the big fair. You know the the fly fishers international fair. Um, and then this past year, they took it to an online expo. And so the, the second year is going to have an online expo where you'll be able to go into rooms and see people uh, give a presentation or a fly time demonstration. There was like over 80 presentations during this uh, expo fair last year. There was a live wow. and silent auction. Um, and that's going to be, uh, I think, the first weekend in November. I'll send you the details. But it's going to be the Expo, um, uh, FFI's National Expo, which will be a huge event. And where did you say that will be? Um, It'll be online. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we did that so that, you know, in the past, you had to go to Montana to be able to enjoy this, right? Well, how many people can go enjoy that while, they, you know, get to Montana to go do it? Just yeah. a handful. Yeah. And so they took it online last year, and it was a huge success. That is um, awesome. And That's it's going to be, idea. and it's going to be bigger and bigger this year. That's awesome, very cool. And I will, I will send you guys all this, uh, these links of uh, of activities and events and stuff too. And I'll send that through you through email so that you can share it out. Yeah, I know that's perfect. We yeah. can do that, and we'll share all of the uh, links that we've talked about. We'll share the Texas Council uh, social media website links and the FFI. Uh, link in the description below so you guys will have access to it and then wherever you are just find a local club and go see when they're meeting i know album of fly fishers which is ours they have their own website and they post uh great what club they're doing. great club yeah yep. what they're doing to uh to there so you guys could meet up with them if you wanted to yeah uh, and you know if i could give that advice it's just like you know that's that's how you get started that's how you meet new friends meet new contacts right like i remember going to an orvis store Oh my gosh, back in the 90s. Um, and I, I picked up a Fort Worth Fly Fishers newsletter, right? And uh, read a story about a guy named Les Jackson fishing in a creek here in Arlington. And I thought, I grew up in that creek. I never knew there was any fish in there. So <laughs> I specifically went to that meeting to try to find Les Jackson, which I did. And we've been we've been friends for 20 years now. And, uh, and uh, man, he's an urban creek guy. I mean, this guy knows about every urban creek there is in Dallas, Fort Worth. But um, you know, it's it's a great it's a great way to meet new people. Um, you get what you put into it, right? I've been involved with the political part of it now for years, but I've done amazing things. Like I've 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 gone fishing with Jim Teeny, and I've gone fishing with Bob Clouser, and I've gone fishing with uh, you know uh, Mr. Evans out of the Northwest. So I've gone with a whole bunch of people doing really cool things, and and you get what you put into it, right? Yeah. And and I just I just love the experience and love being part of it, and. Uh, you know, I wish more people would get involved uh, in that part of the, the, the sport as well. No, that's good advice. Yeah. I, I really do feel um, – I, I agree. You know, people so much today want instant gratification. And, like, what – you know, because I used to work in a fly shop. Like, 
what fly is going to catch me fish today? I was like, well, it's just not that easy. Like, I can give you some flies, but um, but you have to put in some work. You have to find spots. You have to hike maybe a little bit further. And same thing applying to the club. Um, you know, go and get involved in the club, not just attend the club. I think that's great. That's what I did because when I, like, first joined the club, I think I was, like, vice president almost right away you know yeah yeah and, oh, oh you look interesting you look like you like you look like a sucker here's a here's a role for you who talked you into that uh, walter uh probably walter. oh yeah. i love walter uh probably walter david maybe dave gill one of those guys yeah <laughs> That's awesome. You know, a lot of people come to these clubs and then they just sit there on their hands, right? And that that's not going to get it done. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, you gotta you gotta start going on outings, go to the yeah. meetings, communicate. You've got to you've got to be the aggressor, right? There, these clubs are going to welcome you and 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 honor you know or, or help you, but it, it's it's got to go both ways, right? You've got to you've got to put your foot forward um, in the process. Yeah, and that might be you know it, you might be new to fly fishing or new to an area, but. And you may not feel like you know enough to volunteer, but that might be as easy as volunteering for a role of social media, but that gets you access to go to all the meetings and talk to the guys about fishing and go on the outings and get you access to those things that you want. Um, And then your volunteering is like keeping you around those guys and keeping you active and uh, keeping you honest. So. No, I think that's that's really good advice, Russell. Really good advice. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Russell, what's your next fishing trip? So I'm going to South Fork again. Nice. <laughs> uh, in uh, July the 16th. So I'm going to go up to South Fork, uh, trip number 59. Um, and uh, there's going to be about 30 of us going up there. There's Ooh. people from Dallas Fly Fishers, people from the Fort Worth Fly Fishers. I uh, got a couple guys coming from Lufkin. There'll probably be some of the women from the, the TWIF organization, Texas Women Fly Fishers. Are so you it'll floating be the Rio? You're going to float the Rio? The Rio won't be floatable. Uh, too low. They've got some, some, some. Yeah, it's too low. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be great for waiting. I Perfect. mean, it's going to be great for waiting. But I, I like these little small creeks. Um, you know, the kind that just barely go up to your knee. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can wet wade. It's all dry fly action for me. Um, you know, I crawl down into these little canyons and go places nobody thinks about going. Um, and I just really like that solitude and you know that experience. And so yeah. I really like those little creeks. So. I have some family with a cabin up in South Fork, so I've been up there a couple times and and fished around, fished the Rio, fishing creeks, you know, all kinds of good stuff. That's a great area because no one's there. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's well, we'll have there. to connect on some of the creeks because, yeah. like, uh, I've got a few that I know about. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I know there's some uh, Rio Grant or Cutthroat up there. There um, is. I need to. Find, some, I haven't. I nice. know. I, I haven't hiked enough when I've been there yet to go to go find those but i know they're there i just gotta i just gotta get get on the map and start walking walking around yeah. you haven't you haven't gone high enough mm-hmm. that's all i can say yeah no for sure you gotta you gotta go high you gotta go high to get these things and and most people are pretty intimidated by the places that you gotta go to get these things yeah. so um it's very rare that you're just gonna find them flowing through some little meadow you know in the middle of a cow pasture which is easy fishing right you're, yeah. you're gonna have you're gonna have to work to get to them but yeah, for sure uh, hats off to chris johnson and what he does you know he's he's big time into the cutthroat board up there uh uh he, he's a true ambassador of the cutthroat trout in colorado um he just got back from there um and some of the pictures that he sent uh are just incredible so hats off to chris for his work um on the Col- colorado cutthroat um programs 
yeah, a hundred percent. Um, all right, Russell. I think we're. Do you have any questions for us before we go? Hey, no. I just appreciate your time, mm -hmm. guys. Um, anytime we can get out and talk about the council is great. Um, it's growing like crazy. Follow us on social media. Yep. I appreciate your guys' support uh, and advertising with us as well um, in our newsletter, which just came out. We've got the summer edition of the newsletter out now. Um, if you really want to see what we're all about, check that out. Well, how, how can people get the newsletter? On it's the on website? the Facebook page. Facebook page? Okay. Facebook page. Yes, okay. Mm -hmm. Perfect. It's also, on the, it's also on the website as well. Okay, perfect. Um, well, thank you, Russell, for joining us. This is great. And if you'll email me the info about the uh, Aggieland um, wash your mouth out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I will. Yeah, Aggie Land event. Uh, we'll we'll see if we can. <laughs> I don't know. If we have to pay money, we're probably not going. So <laughs> it better be free. <laughs> it, it's going to be free. Okay, uh, so it'll, be, it'll be good. Okay, okay, perfect, awesome. perfect. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Russell, for joining, and uh, thanks everybody for listening again. If y'all. Uh, want to check out what they're doing check in the link below and we will see y'all next week look in the description below to find links to our website online store youtube channel facebook instagram tiktok discord server and blog please send your podcast questions and inquiries to info at honeyholeangling.com thanks for hanging out with us we'll see you again next week